Here in town by the river, sitting on a bench in the cold mist with Cassie and Wheezy at my feet, we're surrounded by the voices of the breakup, and as we wait for the sun's warmth to clear the mists, I recall other voices, those of the breakfast conversation earlier this morning at the B&B. The cook, Thomas, sets a plate of scrambled eggs in front of me, saying, I collected the eggs this morning and found out one had the beginnings of a chick in it. Well, that's not supposed to happen with no rooster, replies his girlfriend, Emily, sitting next to me at the big round wooden table. Looks like the neighbors are letting theirs run again. It'll soon be wolf bait. I'm not much for eggs in the first place, and now they seem downright unappealing. I drink my orange juice and fiddle with the eggs as the couple answers my questions about the B&B. We're filling in for the owner, Ursula, while she's gone to Fort St. John to get supplies to rebuild camp, says Emily. We're from Vancouver and we're on a delivery, but she asked us to stay a few days and help her out. A delivery? Yes, we have a seafood business. We bring fresh seafood to Whitehorse twice a month, replies Thomas. Where's her camp? I ask. About twenty miles east as the crow flies. Usually she takes a float plane in, but next time she goes she'll take a crew and a string of pack horses, since they have to rebuild the interior of the cabin and restock everything. What happened? I ask, nibbling on a piece of toast. Thomas answers, A grizzly broke in late last fall, destroyed everything, shredded the entire cabin, then broke out windows, you name it, just totaled whatever it could. I think it has to be the same one that killed the woman done by Teslin, adds Emily. Teslin's a good hundred and sixty kilometers away, Thomas says doubtfully. That would be a bit of a hike for a bear. No, replies Emily. Not at all. Grizzlies can range up to twenty-five hundred kilometers. Besides, it was actually near Johnson's Crossing, which is only a hundred and twenty-eight kilometers from here. Thomas is quiet seemingly digesting this bit of information. A hundred and twenty-eight kilometers, let's see, that's about eighty miles, I comment, and twenty-five hundred kilometers is around fifteen hundred miles. I think of Janie. How far are the Chugach Mountains from Whitehorse? I ask. Thomas looks perplexed. You mean in Alaska? Probably at least seven hundred kilometers, about... Three hundred and fifty miles straight west as the crow flies. Why do you ask? Could that same bear have killed someone in the Chugach? I ask. Emily answers, Possible, but unlikely. If a bear has a range of over a thousand miles, it could easily make it to the Chugach, Emily. Thomas replies. Emily answers, Yes, but they'd have to climb some huge mountains and cross dangerous glaciers. It wouldn't be easy... I mean, we're talking Kluani National Park, Mount Logan, at almost six kilometers, over 19,000 feet, plus impassable glaciers. It could follow the riverways. That's what the old-time prospectors did, replies Thomas. We all sit in silence. Then I ask, what happened down at Johnson's Crossing? Thomas replies, it was out on the South Canal Road. A grizzly broke into a cabin where a couple lived. They had moved there from Switzerland to start an adventure business. It was chasing their dog, who ran inside. 
Then the bear broke through a big picture window and chased them both outside. The woman ran and jumped into her car, but the bear started trying to break into it. Her husband had jumped into their other car, and he started honking, which scared the bear off for a moment. The woman didn't have her car keys, so tried to make a break for her husband's car, but as she ran, the bear attacked her. She then played dead as the bear mauled her, which was the wrong thing to do. Her husband went back inside and got his rifle, then shot the bear. He drove his wife to the Teslin clinic, but she died shortly thereafter. It was very tragic, adds Emily, lest I somehow might think otherwise.